this time I'd like to invite you to open your Bibles to the book of Acts, Acts in chapter 8, and while you're turning there, we'd like to welcome our radio audience, it's Brother John Lybrook, pastor of the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church at Old Town, that's just a side of Greenham County, out of Carter County, you can get to us by taking Route 1 or Route 7, we do have a sign on either end of Laurel Road, giving you directions to the meeting house of God's people, we thank the Lord that you've taken time today to tune in to WJOH to hear a portion of God's Word. Today, it is, as always, our greatest desire is to see lost souls saved by God's grace, to see a change in the lives of individuals praying that the Lord will do a miracle. As a matter of fact, that's what I've been praying for this morning is a miracle. Praying that God will intervene and, and come and touch and bring life to the lifeless. In the book of Acts, in chapter 8, we're going to begin reading at verse 5. We'll read down through verse 8 and then we'll turn to John chapter 15. But as we have often proclaimed the glorious gospel, sometimes... Those that are saved by God's grace have had a curiosity of God's Word. They've heard the gospel. Their minds were tweaked. Their minds were sensitive to the things of God's Word. Uh, sometimes enough that there might be a change in an individual. We think about Philip. We think about the life that he, that he lived the Bible speaks about the fact that no one's going to be saved without the proclamation of the gospel, without the spreading of God's word, his good news. There'll never be anyone saved. That's the reason why I have such a desire to make sure that I preach the gospel message. Each and every week I pray that God will take that message and Maybe open the eyes of the blinded and unstop the ears of the deaf. That they may come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. The Bible speaks in verse 4, Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed to those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For the unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many they, they, that they possessed with them. And many were taken with sorcerers that were lame, were healed, there was great joy in the city. Great joy in the city. I remember some years back I preached a message why I'm so happy. It just happened to be the evening after Brother Randy Boggs was saved by the grace of God. I'll never forget that message. And it was, it was almost like joy was, was had everywhere. There was much joy because of salvation. And I'll never forget it. And why I'm so happy, I'm still seeing souls saved by the grace of God. And that's our, that's our prayer tonight, or today. 
praying that the Lord will move upon the lost in this house. Praying God would touch you. That is what it's going to take for salvation to come. And I understand that as a man of God, the only power I have is the power given to preach the glorious gospel. That's all I can do. Matter of fact, that's what God enabled me to do, and that's what God gave me to do is to preach the glorious gospel. In John chapter 15, if you'll back up just a little bit and notice what it says here in John chapter 15. I do want to bring a message tonight today. Will you receive the joy of salvation? Will you receive the joys of salvation? In John chapter 15, began reading at verse 11. Here the Bible says, These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And you are my friends if you do whatsoever I have commanded you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doth, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Will you receive the joys of salvation? Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow before your throne today, we do so with thankful hearts. We're thankful, dear God, and at the same time, we're humbled. We're humbled because of the great salvation that you have imparted unto us. We're humbled, dear God, that you would even look upon us and consider us. That you would send your Son to die on the cross of Calvary. That we might have life and have it more abundantly. Lord, I pray today for the salvation of lost souls. Dear God, I pray for this congregation that is gathered in this house. Lord, that there may be a stirring in this auditorium. Your Holy Spirit may be moving in and out of these pews and up and down these aisles. And the lost might be coming to life. Lord, I pray that you not only stir their hearts unto consideration bestir their hearts unto salvation. Lord, I pray that as we end this service today, that this might be a house that's filled with all joy. Joy is overseeing lost souls saved by your grace. So Father, I pray that you'll do a mighty work in this house today, a miracle. Lord, would you perform the miracles in this place today? where souls are cleansed, where the devil is cast out and lives are changed. Oh, Father, I pray, bless in this place, I I ask that thy name may be glorified. Forgive us, Lord, our sin. In Jesus Christ's name, his sake that I pray. And amen. Emmanuel, to our visiting friends and our radio audience, today could be a very joyous day for you indeed. 
salvation of body, soul, and mind could be had this very hour. And I only intend to speak within the, the, the hour that is ahead of us. But I'm praying that God will do a miracle in what time that we have here today. My prayer has been, Lord, touch the brokenhearted. Touch the heart that is even now under the consideration of salvation that they may fully come unto Thee. They may be changed, heart, mind, soul, and body. That's been my prayer all day. And as I said in my, my little prayer closet, so to speak, as I do every morning, I'm praying, God, please do a miracle in that house. Many wait upon a feeling or some spectacular event to come about in their lives when in fact Jesus Christ simply says come unto me and I'll give you rest. Or he might have said as he said in John in chapter 6 all who come unto me I will in no wise cast out. You know oftentimes you hear people say well I'm afraid that I, that I, that I just won't be able to do it. And the Lord Jesus Christ Himself explains that, listen, it's not in you, it's all in Him. And He's able to hold and keep you forever. As a matter of fact, I go back to John chapter, chapter 6 for just a moment, and I, I want to look at this before we move on, and I'll also be looking at Matthew 11. But in John chapter 6 and verse 37 Jesus Christ, as He speaks, He says, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that come to me I will in no wise cast out. As I've said, oftentimes people are looking for some spectacular event to happen in their lives. They're looking for that, that moment of magic when all of a sudden everything's changed. Folks, I want you to know how it comes about. Bible says, all them who come unto me, all them that come unto me. You want to be saved by the grace of God today? He says, well, come unto me and I'll give you rest. Amen. Matthew chapter 11 says it very well. And it's one portion of scripture that I really enjoy because it talks about peace. We've already mentioned in, in, in the book of John chapter 15 where the Bible speaks about the fact that we can have joy unbelievable. Joy. He says, my joy I want you to feel and I want you to know. How do you get that? How do you come to a place where the joy of the Lord is in your soul? Look at Matthew 11 with me. What does it say in verse 28? Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. As it is, those that are lost, there's a weariness of your soul, is there not? There's, a, there's always a constant turmoil bubbling up in your breast. 
There's always that that transition from from unrest to uneasiness. And the Lord is simply telling you, you want to find rest for your soul, you come unto me and I'll give you rest. He said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Friend, I want you to know today that by, by the power that is invested in me by God's Spirit Himself, I'm telling you under the authority of God's Holy Word that today could be the day that you truly find joy in your heart. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Have, have you ever experienced that kind of joy? Those of us who are saved by the grace of God know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? Upon the moment of your salvation, there was a direct change in your, in your being itself. I mean, it's, it's unavoidable, unavoidable. It's not something that you can cast off. I mean, when God comes in, when the Savior comes into the heart and the soul of man, there's a drastic change change that takes place the old man is crucified and the new man is there that joy of salvation bubbles up as a matter of fact in most cases listen there is an there is a there is a time when at the moment of salvation you cannot help but spread the good news I'm saved by the grace of God amen I'm telling you, I'm thankful today to know that that's the way salvation comes. It causes us to confess Him before men, as Romans chapter 10 speaks about very plainly, that we may have joy deep down in our soul. So how may you receive great joy and salvation? Today, as you're sitting in this house, I want you to know God offers you something through His Word. And it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Today, if you're here and you're lost, I, I, I just about imagine. I mean, if you want to get right down to the brass facts of it, the only thing that a man has to do is look into the eyes of an individual and you can see whether there's joy there or not. You can see whether there's joy unspeakable, the kind of joy that salvation brings. Though those that are saved by God's grace, you have that joy. You have that remarkable feeling of peace that passeth all understanding. So how do, you re, how do you receive this? How do you get a hold of this kind of joy? Well, the first thing that has to happen, I believe, and this is one thing that I believe I might have even said this morning, you've got to hear the gospel. You've got to be in a place where, where the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is being proclaimed and that's when salvation is, is apt to happen at any moment. Because it is God's gospel that is the power of God unto salvation to all that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I go back and I, I understand what, what, what the Apostle Paul was saying in Romans in chapter 1 where he said it very plainly, listen, this lets me know without a shadow of a doubt that the gospel has to come forth in order for salvation to spring forth. 
The Bible says in Romans 1 and 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. You see, you're involved in this. This great salvation, this great gospel message, this great, this, this great uh, 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 good news, these good tidings, great tidings of good news is coming forth today and they're here to those who will believe. Do you believe today? Well, preacher, I know what you're saying. No, I don't want you to just know what I'm saying. I want you to feel it in your heart. I want you to come to a place in your lives where, where it's more than head knowledge. It's a real heart issue. That's when salvation comes in. As I've said, I've talked to many people in my days of, of pastoring and preaching. And listen, I've often heard people say, I'm just waiting on something to happen. I'm waiting on something. When all along, the something is right here before you. It's the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Something that you hear all the time, especially if you're in this congregation. You hear the gospel. You hear the truth of the gospel. The truth of the gospel is simply this, that Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary. He shed His precious blood and was buried and rose again the third day. According to the scriptures now, that, my friend, is the gospel in a nutshell, plus nothing and minus nothing. Today I ask you a question. Are you desiring that joy deep down? Are you desiring that feeling of, 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 of overwhelming sense of joy that can only come through Jesus Christ? In Acts in chapter 8 and verse 5 again, Notice what it says here with me in chapter 8 and verse 5. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. Philip understood that, listen, there's the means by which men and women, boys and girls may be saved today. The means of the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news the good tidings. Look at what it says in verse 35 of this same text. Then Philip opened his mouth and what did he begin to do? He began to, at the same scripture, and preach unto him Jesus. Speaking about the Ethiopian, the eunuch that was there, the eunuch that had opened the Word of God to the book of Isaiah. He had the, he had the transcript of Isaiah out and, and he was reading that and you know it was often just, just, like, just like you and I today. Do you understand what you're reading? Do you understand what's being said today? And you may say, well how can I let somebody show me the way? And listen folks, I want you to know that's what the man of God is here for today. To show you the way of salvation. Out in this congregation, there's, there's parents, there's moms and dads, there's grandparents uh, that have, have the ability to show you the way to the cross of Calvary, Jesus Christ and His salvation. They have the means by which to do so. They have the Word of God right there in their laps right now. 
And if there is a great need today for someone to show you about Jesus, listen, all you've got to do is tell me about Jesus. Tell me about Jesus. He came and He gave His life on Calvary that you might have life and have it more abundantly. In Acts chapter 9, Right on over as we look on in to this scripture in verse 20. Notice what it says here. And straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. You know when Paul was converted, when, Paul was, when Saul was saved by the grace of God and he was later named Paul. His greatest and chiefest desire was to tell others about Jesus. Instead of persecuting them, he began to tell them how to have life. Amen? That's what the man of God does today. He tells people how to have life. Think about this for just a moment now. Do you not desire that life that will give you joy? I mean, actually in life today, I mean, that's what, everybody's, that's what everybody's chasing. Whatever it is that can just fill you up with joy and happiness. That's the reason why this world is in such a turmoil. Because everybody keeps grabbing for the same thing and nobody's being filled with joy at all, really. Yeah, you may have fleeting moments of happiness in your life, but nothing that brings real joy, satisfaction. That's what joy is. It's satisfaction. But the Bible says here, listen, when the, when the Apostle Paul began to, to open his mouth, the one thing that he was threatening, the one thing before he was saved, he was throwing out threats of slander and death. And after salvation, he was, he was throwing out the way of hope and truth. The joy of salvation. The joy of salvation. In 1 Corinthians, in chapter 15, again we see what the real gospel is. Oftentimes I hear people tell others about how to be saved and there are those that, that believe in works for salvation and friend, that's one thing that will not get you saved. As a matter of fact, the Bible says all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags in the sight of God. Isaiah 64, 6 it plain, is very plainly spoken there. So none of our good works, as a matter of fact, the book of Titus spells it out, that we're not saved by our good works. Ephesians chapter 2 tells us we're not saved by works. We're saved by the work of Jesus Christ, the life that He lived. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15 and 1, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preach unto you, which also you have received and wherein you stand. You know, 
to those of us that are saved by the grace of God, the gospel message ought to be something that just makes your heart just joyful. I've heard people declare that, listen, those that are saved, I've heard them, I've heard them say, listen, our preacher, he just preaches too much on the gospel. You can never preach too much on the gospel. As a matter of fact, I believe that the gospel ignites a joy in the redeemed heart. It causes us to go back and think about where we would be without Jesus Christ in our lives. It causes us to be thankful that we have been forgiven of all of our sins and that atoning covering as we spoke of in the last couple of weeks has been applied to our lives so when God sees us, all He sees is the Son of His precious Son and His precious blood. That's what He sees. By which also you are saved if you keep in memory what I preached unto you unless you have believed in vain. For I have delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. And that He was buried and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. It don't say anything else, does it? It's all about Jesus and what He done. It doesn't say anything about what you must do except to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's the only requirement for salvation in your life today is to believe what the Scriptures say concerning the gospel message. Now secondly, I want you to think about this. The first thing is you've got you to gotta hear the gospel. You must hear the glorious good news and hope of salvation. Secondly, you've got to pay attention to it and give heed to it. In other words, give way to the gospel. What is the gospel telling you to do? Well, in Romans in chapter 10, it tells you very plainly here what it is that you can, how you can receive this good joy. As a matter of fact, the Bible says in verse 8, But what saith it? I would imagine that if you went back to Sister Cindy's classroom this evening, this morning, you would have heard her, no doubt, talking about Jesus Christ and Him crucified. You know who she's telling that to? To the youngest ones that we have her. You know why? Because it is the only hope of salvation. They need to know that from an early age. They need to be brought up knowing that Jesus Christ is the only means of salvation. There is no other name under heaven given whereby men must be saved. So the book of Acts is saying this, listen, the word is nigh thee. Even right now, as you said in this house, the word is nigh thee. It's in your ear. And no doubt it's doing something in the heart. Whether it's bringing conviction or whether it's bringing condemnation. The word is nigh thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is, the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. 
Salvation. Salvation is that uh, even now within grasp of you right now, right where you're sitting, it's, it's, it's within grasp. You know how I know that? Because you're here. If that ravenous bird has not come by, with the ravenous bird being Satan, and taking that word and stealing it from you, that you may not hear it and believe it, you know how it happens? Distractions. Satan allows distractions. He brings about distractions to cause you to be moved, to have your thought move somewhere else. You see how he's working? You know why? Because he knows the power of the Word. He knows the power of God's Word, that it is the power of God unto salvation to those that believe. But how shall they believe whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? A preacher is someone who proclaims with the voice the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a preacher. There's preachers today who are doing sign language. Don't get me to do it because I, 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 I won't be doing it right. But there are preachers today who are able to sign the gospel message. So the gospel is out there for you that you may hear, that you may give heed to it. That's what the gospel is all about. It's, it's about believing on the Lord Jesus Christ and Him crucified. It's about receiving what He sent. What does John 1.11 say? John 1.11 and, and verse 12 tells us that He came unto His own, but His own received Him not. But as many as received Him, you, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. There's the means by which we are saved today. There's the means by which we can have joy of salvation. And it's there. Just like verse 8 says, it's there for you. It's nigh the even now, isn't it? The gospel of Jesus Christ is nigh unto you that are lost and in need today. It's nigh unto you and all you have to do it believe what the Scriptures say and trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Repent of your sin. There's another old doctrine as I'm, I'm getting ready to go through here, and, here shortly that nobody hears about no more. The need of repentance. It's twofold. There's repentance for saved people. That's how you receive revival. And we'll go over that tonight in our message. How do you receive revival? It takes a repentant heart. But how do you receive salvation? It takes one who repents of sin and trusts the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. That way they may be saved. They may be saved. The Bible goes on to say in verse 10, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. 
For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon Him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on Him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But just like in this house, in every house today, Isaiah said, But Lord, who hath believed our report? Who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I ask you today, are you ready to pay attention to the gospel? Are you ready today to give good heed to it? Take it and let it absorb in your mind and your heart. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, the Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, as any man should boast. That faith that brings about salvation is a gift that comes from God. You know where it comes from? It comes through the hearing of God's Word, as Romans 10, 17 says. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You're in the right place this morning. Because I know without a shadow of a doubt that this is God's Word. I'm not talking about the words that I've written here. I'm talking about this old book right here. This is the direction that gives direction to those that are in need for salvation. Now lastly, I want you to think about this. Will you receive the joy of salvation? The Bible says receive the joy. Receive the joy. Go back to the book of Acts again and, and notice what it says here in chapter 8. Acts in chapter 8. Notice what it says there beginning at verse 6. The Bible says, And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For the unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with the palsies, and that were lame were healed. And there was great joy in the city. Can you not just imagine, I, I guarantee you, every saved person in this house right now, would know what I'm, knows exactly what I'm saying. When somebody's saved by the grace of God, I mean, our hearts just overjoyed, aren't they? We have joy unspeakable and full of glory. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. I find it a, to be a shame that people look at the gospel with boredom. I find it to be a, an atrocity 
for people to think of the gospel and just, man, there's another, there's another message on the gospel. When those that are really saved by the grace of God knows exactly what it means to see someone trust the Lord as their Savior is joy unspeakable and full of glory. The Bible says here, there was great joy in the city. There could be great joy in every household that's in this place today. Great joy. Joy of salvation. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Psalm in chapter 16. Psalm in chapter 16. Notice what it says here. In verse 11, Thou wilt show me the path of life. And in thy presence there is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. That's what comes to those that are saved by the grace of God today. Even though you look out in this world today and I mean man it's bleak. Heartache. Hardship. Heartaches compounded by a degree that I can't even begin to imagine. But yet I, I stop and I consider the lives of those that are saved. And I am filled with joy. Regardless of the hardship that this world dishes out, the redeemed have something to joy about. We have a home in heaven. We have forgiveness. We have one who's going to hold us and take care of us for all time. And we have one that says you'll never be cast out. I don't know about you, but that's joy to my heart. Joy. Isaiah chapter 12. Isaiah in chapter 12. The Bible says here, and in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I, I will praise thee. Though thou wast angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation, I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy, Shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation? With joy, you should draw water out of the wells of salvation. Isaiah 61, while we're right here in the same book, notice what it says in verse 10. He says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord my soul. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with a robe of righteousness. And as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. What joy could be yours today 
What joy could be had in this house today? Romans in chapter 5 spells it out like this. And I want you to listen to this now. The Bible says in verse 8, But God commendeth His love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if when we were enemies... We were reconciled to God by the death of His Son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom now we have received the atonement, saved by the grace of God. To those of you who are redeemed, are you joyful today? Do you rejoice in your great salvation that God has given you? Something to consider, isn't it? We have everything in the world to be happy about. Even though this world is full of turmoil, even though our lives may be full of turmoil, heartache and hardship may be just blooming, but God. But God. Consider what He's done for you. And to you that are yet unsaved, allow me to say this. Will you not receive the joy of salvation in your heart? Will you not do as John 1.12 speaks of? Be one of those who would receive Him. One that will receive what He has done for you on the cross of Calvary. as a way and means of salvation. For there's no other way but His way. There's no other salvation than His salvation. And there's no other name given under heaven whereby you must be saved. Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Where do you stand today? Do you want to rid your... your broken heart. Maybe maybe right now your heart is just overwhelmed within you. Maybe God's Spirit has spoke to your heart and you know without a shadow of a doubt that you're lost and you're undone. You need to be saved. Maybe God's Spirit has spoke to you today. Maybe He's taken you back to Matthew 11 right now where the Bible says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Maybe He's taking you there today. Oh, how I pray that He is. And I pray that you will just come come to Him today. You want to be saved by the grace of God? Come to Him today. Don't put it off till tomorrow. Today's the day of salvation. We're not promised tomorrow. Will you not come to Him? Will you not trust Him today? Let's all stand, please.